We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and this time we mean it because we're not just call we're not just talking to you uh, the day of the game. We're talking to you the day after the game because it is just after midnight on Wednesday, January eleventh. Tonight, this morning, whatever the hell time you want to call it, I am joined by Mavs Moneyball contributor Logan Thompson. How you doing, Logan? I'm doing well. It's my inaugural uh, Mavs Moneyball After Dark appearance. That's right, but you've been on our live show, you know, have, 50, sure. 50 times. So it, 50 it's times. it's yeah. it's just it's the same thing as as that. It's just we're just talking a little bit more. Um, Josh, exactly. uh, we give Josh the night off because I think he's um, well. It's just frankly four late games in a row. Who the hell wants to do this over and over again? Uh, we do because we're weird. And the Mavericks just suffered a loss at the hands of the Los Angeles Clippers, one thirteen to one hundred one. It was a weird and wonky game. I wrote the recap for it. And for me, uh, the game came down to two pretty straightforward things. The first being second chance points. The Mavericks allowed the Clippers, who were very bad at second chance points, uh, 20 of them. And then the other thing, which basically led to the second chance points, was the repeated early doubles of Kawhi Leonard who simply made basic ball rotations, no nifty passes, none of the shit Luca has to do. And people like, uh, who was it here? Which, who was the clipper that just carved us? Norman Powell just carved Dallas up uh, to the tune of 27 points, and so did everybody else. And it was, it was just, it was kind of a stupid game to watch, to be honest. It wasn't a lot of fun. The Mavericks are down by 20 at various points. They made a run because Luka Doncic, who started one of five, finished the game shooting 11 of 17 and scored 43 points. It was, you know, it it was just kind of your, your standard. Why did the Mavs lose? Oh, they didn't get enough help from anyone else kind of game, you know? 
Yeah, I think Luca went to throw up. That was my theory, is that he was hung over from the national championship. He was bad. That first half, he was yeah. bad. I was it like, was... I think he went threw up one Jameson shot, and he was good to go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it The second half is so much more indicative of how well he ended up playing because he just he was attacking. He was finishing on some of those, like, six to ten foot area shots that he and really interestingly enough Kawhi Leonard makes look so easy but it it was it was just not to be um I wrote sort of extensively about this in the second quarter when Kawhi Leonard came back in the Mavericks were down eight and they sent doubles at him every time and at halftime the Mavericks were down 22 so the the Clippers grew their lead by 14 points in six minutes scoring I think on nearly every possession and what I, you know, I, I find myself not super pissed at the, at it overall, even though I'm annoyed at the tactic. I just like this Mavericks team can't play that kind of defense. Like they don't have the bodies to help and recover. So I don't, I, I seriously question the coaching decision to do that that often and that long. Like that's one of the worst coached games that this team has had in a long time. That's a uh, that's a maxi is needed for mm. tactic. Yep, which is funny because Max, you know what I mean. Like that, you at least need him. We don't have like the the size, not just the size of like a big, which is what people usually think of, but even like Dorian. Like we don't have any bodies to get in the way. Even with the second chance points, I was thinking mm. that too when you were saying that because Zubac didn't play that much, and you said the Clippers aren't very good at that. But they still have like four big wings, and those guys can just bully us right now. So I feel like those were kind of two similar things where it's like we just don't have guys to get in the lane and like deny anything. Speaking to your point there, um, Robert Covington by himself had four offensive rebounds of the Clippers' 12 offensive boards. Uh, the Mavericks had three offensive rebounds for a comparison point here. And it, it it's just very frustrating to watch because the Clippers have one of the worst offenses in the league. It's actually something that, you know, now that we have 40 games, yeah, we have 40 games of data. So it's, they run this, they don't even run an offense. They basically do my turn, your turn. So by giving guys basically straight lines at the basket, it was just punishment. I mean, it, it also was kind of a shocking reminder of how little the Mavericks attack off the dribble in certain situations by anyone other than Spencer and Luca. It was just, you know, I I don't want to say it was frustrating because it sort of felt preordained, but then, you know, in the second, in the third quarter, there were multiple instances where Davis Bertans gets matched up on Kawhi Leonard. So the flip side of me understands why they're willing to try the double. It's just, they don't have the horses to do anything defensively. Right, yeah. The um, even the, the you're kind of like allowing them to have more um abilities to drive and stuff by doing the double teams. When most of the time they would just do that dribble, 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 take long twos, ISO stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why it's like you're kind of inviting them to have like more space and more advantages that they would normally have. And like when you said it didn't really bother you, like the overall concept, I feel like it's like that's something you try, but mm-hmm. that's why clearly it wasn't working. And then guys like Norm Powell, you, yeah, you're just giving him that leeway when usually they would be, it'd be kind of like watching us when we get stuck in the mud. You know what yep. I mean? And yep. sometimes when they double Luca, 
there's been these random games where they've doubled Luca really hard, and all of a sudden that night, our guys just have like they watch White Man Can't Jump the night before, whatever the reason is, and they're like, I think I can pull this layup. I mean, every once in a while they will, but like that's pretty much what we let them do is like. We lose you again, and, boss. There we go. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. No, I don't. I, you know, I, I think that that our fans will forgive us for a a poor audio quality podcast after a poor Dallas Mavericks performance. Also, because it's the middle of the night at this point. I don't know how I did this on the East Coast for years. I just I feel like a thousand years old. Um, I, I will I will say like you go through the rest of the Mavericks roster. So you, if you back out, Lugo is twelve of twenty two, which is shocking. A lot, and then Hardaway of six of eleven, and he just flat out stopped shooting. I don't understand what. Like, I'm gonna have to go back and watch the fourth quarter again because um, non Luca Mavericks hit one field goal in the fourth quarter. There was some weirdness going on, and I don't know how to. I yeah. I, I really don't know what to do about that. I just don't know when we get. Not even like. The Spencer that we got that was drawing a lot of fouls last year may never come back, but the spot-up shooter Spencer, like, it can't be that for the rest of the season. And I don't really know what, why that's happening, um, but, like, he just hasn't been as aggressive. And yeah. then then it's then Tim's like, I can't just shoot threes. Time for me to cook. And it's like, please don't. Please don't. And so I don't really know, because that's what I keep thinking about is, like, when Spencer is nowhere to be found and then I don't know, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I'm also trying to figure out like there's all these different parts of the season where you can break up into five games or 10 games. And I feel like coming out of that fake seven game win streak, it's hard to figure out what we are right now. And it's almost making these games just like, you don't know what to take away from them. You know what I mean? Oh, so. there's a whole bunch of built-in excuses, and and they're reasonable excuses. Where for the defense, you obviously okay, you say okay, Josh Green and Dorian Finney-Smith are going to help. But then, for example, my, one of our former contributors, Austin, was commenting on how uh, he thinks that Dorian Finney-Smith and and uh, Josh will help with the rebounding, and re- like Dorian is having almost a career in terms of rebounding percentage. He's having his worst year of his entire career. And Josh is not exactly a prolific rebounder. He averages four per 36 minutes. Some of that's Luca because Luca hogs a lot of the easy ones. Right. But it, it was, there's just not, the way the team is constructed, there's just certain play styles and certain games where when things go wrong, like everything goes wrong, they're, they're going to be last in rebounding regardless. It's just, it's a right. combination of pace and it's a combination of, of personnel. Like they only they get thirty nine rebounds a game because they also play like I want to say the bottom three like slowest paces, so it's it's like that like they're they're bad at rebounding and then they don't get that many chances at getting them anyway. So it's like I I don't know what to feel about this team because they're still the four seed even after losing this tonight. Like they would have to go you know take kind of a a Clipper you know Clippers just lost six games in a row. They would have to take kind of a like an indescribably difficult for them tumble because when you have Luca scoring thirty five plus points a night, it just gives you that chance. Yeah, they're plus, a half game up on the, 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 the Kings. Plus the generated threes. Like I feel like between Luca, between Luca being Luca and like the fact how many open threes they get, it is pretty hard just by variance to like have that kind of skid. Yeah, but the 
the Green and Dorian thing, I guess it's like not just did they not help with the rebounding, but they're also like Dorian is not that long and not that great of like a weak side rim protector. So even the stuff we were talking about, they need Maxi for like that's still a problem without them. Yeah. And I'm thinking back to when Dwight was put on LeBron and then put on Julius Randall because he's literally the only body type that makes sense with those guys <laughs> and Robert Covington's not even like Mr. Strongman. And he's still, like you were saying, got those four. So it's like, it's weird that Maxi. it's like just so strange how continuously important he is, but it's like, I'm not saying he's the perfect guy to come back and be covering Julius Randall and handling the boards. He's not even like that kind no, of, no, but he makes everything else work. It's kind of a, like a keystone thing where when he's out, all the other problems like magnify. In yeah. a really big way. Well, and Dwight Powell got hurt tonight, and if you have Maxi, him and Christian Wood can handle it for a month even, but start starting in 20 minutes of Jamal McGee, maybe we get the six-game losing streak. Right well, that's now. what makes the, like, not to keep harping on the doubling, but that's what makes it so stupid because you're essentially leaving Wood as, like, a backside defender in a four-on-three situation when you send a double, and Wood was chasing blocks all night, and he is just not, like, He's not a good defender. I don't expect him to be a good defender, but please don't put him in a situation as a coaching staff and as a team to make him look like an even worse defender. Yeah, and I wonder how much um, doing well against those bad teams has to do with like younger players are usually way weaker going to the hole. Sure. They're, they're, they have way less counter moves. So you see him block these six shots in a row, but you watch it over and it's Kevin Porter Jr. just like kind of going straight up weekly. But then oh, when, yeah. it's, when it's Norman Powell and he's like, oh, I've, I've eaten Christian Woods for like 10 years. You know what I mean? It's Well, and, and I like the Wood thing is almost its own entire deal because I don't want to talk too badly about him. But I need him to have a good game against a good team. Yeah. He has not had a good game against a good team since the Portland Trailblazers on the, the uh, 16th of, Dece- of December. I'm pretty sure. I just yeah. looked at, you know, I could be wrong. Somebody might point something out to me tomorrow. But, you know. Everybody that wants to extend him, this is why the Mavericks haven't. Yeah. It's gotta be it's gotta be a good team that's also extremely finesse. Like I bet if we played the Kings, he would do fine. But once it's yeah. once it's a team that like goes against him hard and has someone on each end, or even has like a good defensive center, it just I think it's way different for him because like Nurkic, he was just going past him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's almost like Christian Wood is just gonna be he's stuck in between he's not a starting center but he's too good to just be like a bobby portis like i've always said he reminds me of bobby portis like he would do that role really well on a contender maybe that's all he is but i feel like he is a little bit overqualified for that but like not qualified enough he's just it's like this tweenerness about how he would fit into a really good team so it makes it kind of hard to know about like the justifications of paying him that much you know what i mean Right. It's, it's, we're just, and that goes back to my, my previous thought about built in excuses. There's just so much to where you have to kind of make some leaps and guesses and games like this one where he didn't ever, well, I mean, he just, he didn't have a very good game. I mean, three rebounds in that number of minutes for a guy like him. Oh, that's it's like crazy. I didn't realize he only had three. Well, he doesn't box out. Yeah. Like he does him and KP just go get boards and Luca doesn't box out either, but Luca has the width of, of Rob Gronkowski. So he sort of like boxes out by default just by being big, whereas Wood just gets moved underneath the goal. We did, and I do need to touch on this because this just kills me. We had an amazing three-minute stretch of JaVale McGee versus Moses Brown, yeah. which 
was just the worst basketball of the game. <laughs> a couple of just like baby deer running into each other. So amazing. Admittedly, I'm at my girlfriend's parents' house and we have our pets here and her parents' pets. And I had like heard that happening and I was supposed <laughs> to take the dogs out. And I was like, I'll take the dogs out. I, I got this. I heard like a Moses Brown. Like the, I was watching the Clippers broadcast too, and they were like Moses Brown, and I was like, all right, I'm going outside. Okay, yeah. love these. <laughs> it's just that's just outstanding stuff. Well, I really, you know, is it, do we have anything else that that we think is worth touching on? Because this is just another one that I think they play this team two more times in the next several weeks, so we're going to get to see this again, uh, or you know, uh, we're going to another bite at the apple. They they're one and one against the Clippers, and they play two more times. Is it road um, again? Right, they're on the same road trip again. So they play the Lakers on Thursday, and then who do they have here? They go L.A. at home in January 22nd, and then they play L.A. February 8th. So it's more than a – it's basically two more times in the next month. Um, so it's not quite as – like I heard some somebody on the broadcast said they play three times over the next X number of days. I just must have heard the days wrong. But, you know. You know, yeah, I, I've heard smart people talk about how the NBA should – stop doing that like why do we play the rockets three times in a week it, it doesn't make sense yeah well we'll see i mean that the the spacing in these games is actually okay with me because it's like two more weeks till they play the clippers at home then another then you know that's it's um february oh, okay. not 8th yeah. yeah february 8th is when they play the last game so it's not quite so bad the the the, the only ones that are weird it's like when they play memphis three times between March 11th and March 20th. <laughs> that's, what <laughs> like, I, that's what I'm talking about. And that'll be yeah. like implications, you know, but yeah. Well, do you got yeah, any well, other takes you want to fire off? Yeah. Just that. I mean, I guess I brought it up earlier without really knowing where to go with it, but just how like sectioned off the season ends up feeling into all these little chapters and how it feels like we're out of that. Like I kept saying, it's hard to win seven games, no matter what, even if it's yep, against it is. Like, the Thunder blew out the Celtics, like blah, blah, blah. You, that's the NBA. But that chapter's over, and like it didn't teach us as much as maybe we thought. And so tonight felt like the first night of like a, oh, chapter eight. In the, you know what I mean? And I'm just curious, being on the road this long, I think we could walk out of it and not feel as bad as we did tonight. You know what I mean? But sure. it certainly didn't get off on a good start. And I guess I just like encourage people to think of it that way because otherwise you can kind of get lost in the sauce and be like, oh, wow, we just look totally outmatched. And they went nine from 31 at, well, they were nine from 31 from three at one point. And I hate when national people make this joke, but they always joke they don't have to watch Mavs games because if they're nine for 35, they don't win. <laughs> and you know, to an extent. <laughs> so it really is that true, man. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your very late night because you're central time zone also to, to hang out with me here um you're gonna you know it's it's still early in the month you will write i'm sure logan does the the thing which always makes me laugh as an editor where i will he'll tell me he's writing something then i'll forget about it for like three days and then i'll then he'll tell me there's like 1500 words turned in which yeah. is delightful um you can check out his work in mavs moneyball you can check out my uh preposterous recap where i uh, couldn't think it's so i'm so tired i wrote like I wrote about like 50 words on the Frank Nilakina post up, which occurred, which just like made me so angry. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. <laughs> no, I mean, what do you say? It's, it's like Frank Nilakina had a post up, and it's like, and, and I just like my Twitter recap says, in this economy, like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, uh, this has been Kirk Henderson and Logan. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, look for the Spotify Live to get posted 
Wednesday afternoon. Everybody have a great week, and we will see you after the Lakers game.